guy. Amigo. My guy. What's going on, bro? What's up, dude? How's it going? Oh, man. I don't know. It's going, though. There's, some, there's something moving. Yeah, there's a whole lot moving, man. How you feeling, bro? Feeling pretty good. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. just hanging out. Just uh, been busy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, about to do some finalizations of a t-shirt deal. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Final uh, final stages? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I sent the deposit today, actually. Nice. So nice, it's nice, uh, nice. it's in the, it's in the works. It's it's the wheels are moving. The wheels are turning on it. No doubt. Know? No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. When uh when do you think you got that product? Uh, probably the next cup like next two to three weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan's going for summer. Say what? Just started off with a hundred. See yeah. how that goes. Ryan's time for summer. They can rip the sleeves off. I might cut the sleeves off for some of them and just send it to them like that. Hand, <laughs> hand cut. Hand cut. <laughs> hand cut sleeveless shirts. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, man. I am. Uh, I'm in a. I'm in a, a weird, interesting space. My guy. I. Uh, I'm gonna tell a story. Let's tell some stories. So if you remember, like, uh, well, I'm sure you do, a year ago, um, you know, on this very podcast, I told a story about, uh, you know, my uh, shot to Bib, you know, I was the best man at his wedding, he got married, and uh, had a little, had a little taste. I had mad tastes that night. (laughs) And, um, you know, wild it, but so... Apparently, you know, I had some, uh, you know, I had some demons I need to get out while while I took a nap. I let my demons handle my business, and sometimes uh, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, that was that, right? That was that was May twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, right? So on May twenty fifth, twenty twenty, one year to the day, right? I started my day. Uh, taking in to fit in there and, and, and make it crack the way that we watch the video. I was very intrigued by the video. It was great work. So we bought two other items. Those items were a pair of bolt cutters and a sledgehammer. <laughs> and when I tell you I am nice with a sledgehammer, one hit, one hit quit. One hitter quitter, and it's on video. Oh. So, uh, my guy used the bolt cutters. I was like, you know what? It's my this office. This is the place you're supposed to be working. Listen, there was, there was, listen, I was being stopped from my destiny. And, uh, so my, my guy works the bolt cutters. I'm like, yo, this, this, this is all me. Let me do the honest. And I'm being filmed. So I'm like, my first thought is, my one and only thought is, don't miss. Or how long is it going to take him to get here? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. My thought is, don't miss. It's on video, right? One hitter quitter, man. And even the video I got, like my guy's holding my my phone. Like a piece of the lockbox comes shooting at him. Like you can't fake this shit. Why haven't I seen this video yet? (laughs) 
well, no one's seen it. No one's seen it. It's uh, except for except for the people who were there. It's been uh, under 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 wraps. But uh, I I I I clocked that motherfucker, man. And now by this time it has stopped raining. Like it's ugly out, but it stopped raining. And so I really like fucked this lockbox up to where there's pieces everywhere. And I look, I'm like, yo, where the fuck is the key? Wasn't even in there. No key in the lockbox. Oh my god! And so what I'm is this? <laughs> I'm walking around like we just befuddled, dog. Just befuddled. And I stop and I look by the door. I look down. And it's like me and my guy had the same idea at the same time. We look at each other. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. If this fucking key. So I pull up the welcome mat. And oh, my. There was the key. Why would they have the fucking lockbox on there? Like, what? What? Yeah. Now, there was supposed to be two keys. The owner of the building has the other key. And there was the one key. Um, so I don't know whoever fucked with the lockbox fucked it up. And then the crazy part is, three hours later, the last guy who who changed the code, he goes, "Oh yeah, I put the key under the welcome mat. Fuck off, you're fired." Yeah, yeah, you're down. You're yeah, you're out of here. Yeah, man. So now one might ask, well, why didn't you just look under the welcome mat in the first place? Listen, man. Because it ain't a fucking movie. Listen, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't look. But goddammit, I'm no. hearing all this shit about lockbox codes. I'm focused on the lockbox code until there's no more lockbox. And I fucked yeah. that lockbox up. And the thing is, I I like I I just really like the romanticism of it. It's pretty romantic that I took a sledgehammer to the lockbox, stopping me from getting into my office. There's a certain there's a certain you romantic want to aspect. To work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a certain romantic aspect to it. I'm not. I listen. Fuck that lockbox, right? I'm going to work today. Facts. <laughs> Facts. So we go up in there, man. We go in there, and the guy who was there before us, man, there was a real sense of fuck it, they'll deal with it that he left behind. He left a lot of bullshit behind. So we spent two he's days like, he's in there. In the toilet. You said what? He left shit in the toilet. Didn't Bruh, flush it. There was just <laughs> mad, mad pubes. Oh. There was mad equipment everywhere. There was his own personal shit. Like, just he didn't give a fuck. Um, there's a random washer. There's like a little kitchenette in my office, and there's like a random washer in there. No dryer. Just a washer. What the fuck? I'm like, who the, I'm like, who the fuck is washing and not drying? Did you like search the building for the dryer? Bruh. I would have. All through that bed. No dryer to be found. And then we look, and the washer ain't even attached to nothing. Like, wh- what? 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 So, Man, if, yeah. If you would have had a truck, bro, I would have taken that bitch and went down to the pawn shop. Dude, well, what's we, up? I got to go back. We, we definitely taking that dolly. But, um, you know, so we spent two days in there, right? And just cleaned it out. And, you know, I had some ideas of how I want to make it more and more mine. And the thing is, you know me, man, I'm not really an easily excitable guy. No. Um, I was looking, I'm looking forward to it, but I wasn't quite excited yet. But the more time I spent in there, in my office, the more sense of pride I felt, the sense of ownership I felt. And I began to get a little excited. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you move into the first place. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because it's it's it's. I think about May twenty fifth, twenty nineteen to May twenty fifth, twenty twenty, and I think about all the thing. Uh, essentially, my time here in city I live in, city I'm moving from. I think about the ass I busted. I think about the things I've lost, the people I've lost, the people who lost me. I think about the things I've gained. So toward the end of that visit, you know, I get a text from my sister and, you know, she tells me about something she's going through and it starts to and it really sucks what she's kind of dealing with right now. Um, You know me, man, like I'll take anything. Yeah, I'll take put it on me. I can't have little sis hurting in any way. So I'm 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 feeling away there. But I'm like, you know, I, I kind of relax. Okay, she'll be she's it she will eventually be okay, right? Yeah. I start thinking about but again, I start thinking about, you know, and beforehand, <clears throat> that first night I'm sitting at my desk in my office in my chair and I'm just back and forth swirling a little spinny chair office chair back and forth. I'm just kind of just reminiscing. And so that second night is when I get that text from sis and I start thinking a little more in depth about the specific people who I wish just acted better, who I wish um, didn't lose me. People who, who I guess I still care about, but just they won't get a text from me if we were to ever speak again. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's that aspect. But throughout this whole time where I'm working on my office in city I'm about to move to, where I've busted my ass to achieve, I wasn't in my phone at all. I wasn't on social media. I wasn't paying attention to the news. I was just in my element working for my shit, right? So imagine the high of... Now, listen, anybody who's listening to this right now, if you've never seen me before, if you never went to any of my pages based off, off of this show, like you hear my voice, you've put together what you think I look like, and I know, and I'm sure what crayon you've chosen. So. Not laughing, but I'm. No, nah, I mean, listen, that was witty. No, it was. It was clever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, imagine the high of. This last year, what you've had to feel and face, what you've lost, what you've gained, and what it all culminated to, right? Your office, your achievement that you've got to celebrate. And you hop into your phone, and the first thing you see is young black male murdered while handcuffed in Minneapolis. You see Central Park Karen calling the police on a bird watcher. A bird watcher. And, 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 he, and all he was asking was her to fucking put her goddamn dog on a leash. When there are signs everywhere yeah. to put your dog on a leash. And that entitlement. So the extreme high of what you just did, a culmination of that. To the extreme low of, damn. And then I can only actually imagine yelling out "fuck" extremely loud. It's it's the thing is 
we and we we hit the road at like 10 p.m., 9 p.m., and it's a mad hour drive. So we're sitting there, and and I wasn't driving, and you know my guy's got his book, his audio book, and I'm just in my phone, and it's just the dead of night, and nighttime is when things hit the hardest. Like I just spent 48 hours in my office just to be re-reminded that of this, right? I'm just, uh, I'm tired, man. And I don't know what to, I don't know what to say, and I don't like, I don't like not knowing what to say, and I don't know what to do. And to be honest, I really like the past year, you know, everything, right? The highs, I really owe myself like a really good, like, cry, like one of these days, one of these nights. I haven't like, I haven't like cried in a long time. Out of anything, celebration, sadness, just pure. I haven't, I haven't just like let loose in a long time. Um. So yeah, man, that is kind of where I'm at. Um. And I don't know if uh, my voice is breaking. I mean, y'all can hear my voice breaking, but like, so, so what? You know what I mean? My thing, I'm having a little slight technical difficulties, man. My, my, I'm doing too much on the Skype, pressing buttons. <laughs> um, but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, man. It's just, yeah. I uh, like I said, I, I, I'm sure I can hear my voice breaking. But I, 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 one of these nights, especially. I mean, my birthday is coming soon, just over two weeks. And I'm, and I'm, you know, the realizations I'm thinking about over this past year. I owe myself a lot. I owe myself a lot. I owe myself for, some 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 compliments. We we'll say it again. For a solid vacay. I need a vacation. I need some compliments. I need some love. I need to cry really hard. I need a good balcony, facing some water with a with some brown liquor in my hand. Um, and then God damn it, I'm gonna go get that here sometime. Sometime. But you already poured that up. No, well, yes, it's to my left, and it got a little orange juice, but I ain't no, ain't no water where I'm at right now, so I need that all at once, um, and, and I'm, I'm gonna go fucking get it, man, um, but yeah, man, just, yeah, so I'm, I'm, yeah, feeling a lot of things right now, my guy, and I appreciate you being an audience, and I appreciate, uh, <laughs> our audience being an audience, um, you never got to say nothing else, man. You already know. Yeah, it's all man. love over here. Yeah, man. So. Ah. My man. Yeah, dude, fucking, know. it's it's fucking stupid what's going on. Yeah. It's so, I mean, I, I can't, even, I don't have words for it. And I just I'm not a, I'm not impressed by like the resolutions of it all. Like, oh, they got fired. Ooh. There needs to be a whole lot more done than uh, that. They got fired. Ooh, they lost their jobs. Like that shit don't that shit don't balance out, man. And like I, said, I don't know what to say, and I hate not knowing what to I say. Like I don't know people, what to do. Uh, I'm pretty happy with all the people that found out the dude's address and uh, basically like he tried to. I mean, it could be it could be bullshit, but I seen one thing. The guy had like like he tried to get food delivered to his house like three times, and they found out who they're delivering to and what he had 
done. Yeah. They said, they said fuck all that. He can he can starve. <laughs> <sighs> man. Yeah. That goes for that goes for everybody that was with him that day too. Who stood by and just didn't say fucking didn't do nothing. I mean yeah. so I don't know, man. I don't I don't fucking know. This is this is this is who we are and this is uh the life that chose me, I suppose, to um feel what I feel, but Yeah, man. How were uh <laughs> I don't know how to really transition from this to, to go <laughs> I know else, it's but it's weird. It's, it is. It is what it is, man. Shit, and and I'm glad you're comfortable talking about it and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, shit. We're we're 70 episodes you know, in. I have I have brother. We're we're almost 16 years in the game with each other. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, listen. Like I said, we're 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 70 episodes in, and I have like released myself on this place, man. <laughs> um. I I mean, listen. I sit here with my <laughs> with one of my closest friends, who happens to be white, and I talk about white people often, all the fucking time. And <laughs> like, like, and that's just and that's just frustration, right? That's that's frustration. It's anger. It's observations. But like, I understand the, how we work. Well, yeah. And I well, don't yeah. <laughs> and, and and to dig in more, to dig in more, like yeah, we talk about that. But like when I say release myself, there's an anger, there's a frustration, there's observations, bro. There are things that I'm eventually going to talk about on this show. That because when I talk about this 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 past year, there's still stuff I haven't addressed on this show to anyone. I believe it. And so when that when no when that ball drops, that shoe drops. That's another. It's it's not just anger, frustration. It's sadness. It's wonder, it's it's whatever pieces of me I got to give, like it's probably gonna hit here. It's gonna hit here in some form or fashion. So I got I, I what the fuck I gotta be scared of to I what the fuck I gotta be scared of? I don't think, I don't I mean I don't think you've ever been afraid of anything. I ain't got no fucking time for it. Yeah, you know. And if I do, like so. You know what I mean? So what? I Everybody else, I mean, I mean, I've got shit I'm afraid of. You know, everybody's got something they're fucking afraid of. You know, it, it don't matter. I I got no time to 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 to, to let any fear talking. hold me from anything. Like, yeah, I you know that better than me. <sighs> so you know that better than me, bro. Yeah. So. <sighs> I'm not sure if there's any else we can go <laughs> in this pre-production. Um. <laughs> Fuck man, fuck it. I want I want to thank y'all for pressing play on uh episode 70 of the hard camera, the hardest of cameras. THCLXX and I am your guy Juve, JUV just under your visual. I'm sitting here with my tag team partner <clears throat> Big Ren, the legendary. And together we are the dream team. Big Ren, let them know how they can reach you on the social media, dog. You got it, amigo. You guys can find me at on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok <laughs> at a mafucka a underscore m a a f h u c k a. And you can also find me on Snapchat at moft of three sixteen m a a f f h h d u p three one six. And I want to let y'all know too, real quick, that I'm probably going to change 
those Twitter and Instagram names here in the next week or so. So be on the lookout for the new name. It'll probably Uh-oh. be easier for y'all to find. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for that change. Uh, hit me on Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvi Desa. You know that's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out Facebook.com slash Juve where there's all kinds of uh, things and whatnot and here to forth and etc. Check us both out on Twitter and the Instagrams at the hard camera who to thunk it. But most importantly, above all else, you listen to us on Spotify. Tell everybody you know, tell everybody you love. There's literally something for everybody. At the very least, me and Ringo make sure our hearts get right and you take your time to be a part of that too. Horns up. As you help us pay our bills. We're fucking broke. Please. I'm going to start selling t-shirts out here. Because <laughs> I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. Take that stimulus check. I'm putting it back on the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. I still ain't getting one. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> They're talking about a second go around. What? Second? <laughs> Man, I'll give you half of mine if you don't get the second one. <laughs> <laughs> you better, hey, listen, you know my cash app, so you might want to just hey. shoot it on over, bucko. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to move. Um, just see, see how these first round of sales go for the t-shirts. No so doubt. We'll see what's up. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt, man. Absolutely. So, Big Ren, we just had the 20... 20- 20 edition of AEW's Double or Nothing. Before we get into uh, thoughts and feelings and analysis, we gotta go over how we did, prediction-wise. They were both kind of fucked up. <laughs> so, out of eight matches, we only counted eight because of the late change to the Britt Baker-Chris Statlander match. So we didn't count that one. Big Ren went four for eight. Taking him to a total of 7 of 14 for a flat, round, neutral 50%. You got Juve. Went 3 for 8. Taking me to a respectable, but I don't really fuck with it. 6 of 14. 42.85%. Big I don't man. know if I've ever started off the year on top. I mean, <laughs> well, listen, man. Year, but. <laughs> listen, man. 2020 wild. Man, I hate 2020. I'm 2020 sure you wild. do, too. <laughs> 2020 can wild. eat a dick already. <laughs> 2020 wild, player. But, hey, we got a long way to go. Long way to go. Big Ren starting strong. Um, Overall, man, what do you think of Double or Nothing? You kidding me? absolutely love that shit. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Like, man. If, dude, like, I, I think if WWE did the same formula with, like, just less pay-per-views. Yeah. I don't know. We've only been, we've only, we've only been seeing AEW for a year now. A little over a year. Mm-hmm. And they only have four, four, four pay-per-views a year. Um, Double or nothing, all out. Full gear and revolution. Fighter Fest. So Fighter Fest, I, would I, I don't know if I would call that pay per view or not because they're, they're building up to another one. But okay. it's like it's like more than dynamite, but less than a pay per view to me at least, right? Yeah. 
It's like glorified. It's like their glorified house show. It's it's like the WWE Starcade, only like a little more important. Yes. Okay. It's it's oh man, it's like but, it's King of the Ring well, before they got rid of King of the Ring. It's like it's number perfect. five, and it's important, but it ain't it ain't the big four. People are still gonna pay for the shit. <laughs> they definitely still go pay for it. Yes, yes, yes. But keep going. But like, I haven't been disappointed with the fucking AEW pay per view ever since they started, That's all the way. That's what's Each up. One. And I mean, this pay per view loved it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was spicy. There was there's title changes. There was fucking. I new mean, there's new people. Yeah, like it was. It was and and the fucking. In the last match they did, it was amazing. The stadium, the the stadium stampede. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll be, I'll be so, I will be so dead ass. I was not disappointed. I'll start. I was not disappointed, but for me, the show was just kind of mids. It was, it was a little, it was, it was good mids. Like if you smoked it with the right thing. Like the shit was mad decent, but it was it was it was a little it was a little above mids for me. You say what? If you put in the bong, it was tight. Yeah, with ice in it. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> it had to have ice in it though. Like it might hit it. It, it might be a little harsher without the ice. You throw some ice so, in, it, you decent. So so like, is it AEW mids or WWE mids? Because there's two different <sighs> things. You know what? You know how I said uh, Money in the Bank was a little mids. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily break it down that way. If you know AEW mids versus WWE mids, it was it was mids because mids is mids, but it was a little better than Money in the Bank if that counts. But it wasn't like. I mean, there's mids and there's Baby Dro. <laughs> I'm not gonna go Baby Dro. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna go Baby Dro. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna say high quality mids, but. But still mids. It was not on the level of like any of the past any of the past AEW shows of of the big four. Um I don't want to say it was because of the crowd, because they, they had a crowd. Um but I just I feel like it, it was not a one match show, but the same no. stampede definitely like without it, it might be right around a five. Yes, big time. But yeah, it definitely took it over the top. So you know what? Let's let's go through it in the order that we predicted them. Did you get a chance to see the buy-in? I did not actually. Gotcha. So best friends defeated Private Party, um, further solidifying their their number one contendership. Um, for me, the match was cool. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. They 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 definitely take pride in their tag team division. Like no matter what tag teams are in the match, they're going to give it time. They're gonna let the match develop. Um, I like Private Party. I, I dig best. I dig Orange Cassidy more than I like Best Friends. Um, yeah. Private Party, though, we talked a lot about how like wrestling and especially tag team wrestling, especially tag team wrestling in AEW, sometimes has this like extra choreographed feel to it. Um, they had this one spot. I forget what move they were doing. But it was a the finisher, wasn't it? No, not the finisher. But it was this really convoluted way they were working toward a tag team move, private party. I'm speaking of, and they kind of like didn't execute it well. Like not a complete botch, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't smooth. It wasn't tight. 
And so it was a little awkward to see Chuck E.T. have to stand there and wait for them to do their floor routine, (laughs) their pommel horse routine, before taking the move. So that, it didn't ruin my enjoyment, but it's, it's just one of those indictments of of AEW tag team wrestling like they they can tell and and they they blend storytelling and spots really well the storytelling aspect is always going to be strong the 2020 athleticism where it's you know spots 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 athleticism can kind of take away from a match sometimes um it took away from it a little bit for me just in that spot i'm talking about but by no means was this bad by no means was because like I was just, I mean, and I feel like, like I said I didn't see the match, but like yeah. I feel like we've noticed whenever that type of shit happens in matches, yeah, and we're yeah. we're the first people to call it out, right? You know, just because we we this is this is our drug, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, a drug yeah. of choice. <laughs> <laughs> and motherfucker sold me some meds, but it's cool. Yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, you know I'll what I'm saying. Come back. Listen, man, make sure he's got some fire next. Right. Yeah, listen, your barber, your barber might not get it right 100% every time, but you don't just quit when you got a long time barber. Yeah, fuck so, yeah. It happens. Um now this isn't the order of of the matches that happened, but we'll go into, you know, the order that we predicted them. Uh, Dustin Rhodes came and defeated Sean Spears, uh sent his ass right back to AEW Dark. Um for as inefficient as Sean Spears has been in AEW, they do put him in some like somewhat interesting spots. Definitely. Um he came in with a bang and and wrapped that chair over Cody Rhodes' head. Um I guess they're still looking for a tag team partner. They haven't really talked about it in a while, but I mean, you know, the corona pandemic would probably put a little stifle on that, but you know, a semi entertaining, you know, feature with with Dustin Rhodes where he came out in his suit um, looking like a lesbian cop and was like, yo, <laughs> that's wild. Was like, yo, look like he retired. The, how, well, okay, before I dig in, what'd you think of it? This the, was, the, this the, was the entire match. match. It was what? <laughs> this was the mids match for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, there really wasn't anything to it. I mean, I I didn't see Dustin Rhodes losing because I feel like there's 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 got to be more with him and Cody coming down the line. Mm. You know, this past week uh, we just well, I'll get to that later. Yeah, but uh, whoever, yeah, it's hard it's hard to talk about right now because we got to talk about it later. Yeah, but um, well, you know, I, yeah, go go ahead, tie it in, tie it in. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, okay. Cody Rhodes won the TNT title. He's right. going to defend it every week. Right. So, I mean, why wouldn't Dustin say, fuck it? Come on, little bro. Oh, I 100% see that. I you know what I mean? That. I think it'll be presented in a way, though, that it'll be, like, like heated, but professional. Yeah. Yeah, like heated. Like brotherly fight. Because we're we're uh, fighting for a certain goal, but it'll be respectable in the sense that it won't be no heel turns. It just might be like listen, they've had an incredible an incredibly well told story on television. And they had I mean, lashes double or nothing. They got it in, right? Um and so yeah, I can see that happening. I'm definitely I I didn't think of that at all until you just mentioned it, which is a, a great observation. Um but I don't think it would hurt and I don't think it would hurt their relationship just within that that fifteen twenty no. minute match of you know how heated it no. could get. I don't think it, I don't I don't think it hurt the relationship at all. It, yeah. It'd kind of be like like little bro got to the dinner table first and got the last steak. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fight over it. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that like this is just the way numbers work. Somebody's got to be number one technically, yeah. and the championship means you're number one. And so they both respect it, and they're gonna fight hard for it. But when it's over with, like they understand and it's all love. I don't I don't see Dustin Rhodes losing in a stipulation match where he the stipulation is that he retires. I see him losing to his brother, and then that's when he says, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done." I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. Um, you know, as far as the segment goes, I mean, the match itself, I mean, it just kind of happened. Once Once it was presented the way it was, I knew I made the wrong choice. <laughs> I, I went with Sean Spears. You picked Dustin Rhodes. Once it was presented the way it was when he came out in that in that, that, Saturday, that Sunday night, Saturday night fever suit, that like, well, the thing that killed you, me is like, okay, he played. You <laughs> said what we said? You knew. You knew yeah. it was over. I knew it was over because, like, the thing was, was like, okay, why did why did Dustin let Sean play the music the first time? Like, he let him go through the whole spiel the first time. Like, I know it's wrestling, so wrestling logic, but like, like if you got smoke, like, go handle your business. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But I will give him credit, though. The way Dustin stepped into that shot, oh, that was hard. That was hard. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> I'm not mad. That was hard. Um, otherwise, I mean, inoffensive a little match. But, yeah, when it was you know, presented the way it was, then, I mean, yeah, you know, Dustin was taking it. So I guess Sean Spears is really just going to just kind of float until we get his tag team partner in and see who that will be. So and I don't think that suits him bad. I mean, you say what? I don't think that suits him bad. You know, P- pun intended or, or or not intended. Well, I, mean, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> THC, we do it all. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, I like. I mean, that just goes with like how AEW like treats their roster, and I love that. Mm. Like they can lose multiple fucking matches, and they're still going to be they're they're not going to be fucking lost in translation or whatever, you know, with the whole other fucking roster. There's a certain art to getting their heat back, yeah. And of course, we didn't see Sean Spears on AEW this week, but clearly he's going to be That's featured somehow. Like too, though, also hmm. is how we don't see all the same fucking people on on was that dynamite right every fucking week. Yeah, know, that's what makes it fun and yeah. fresh. True enough. True enough. True enough. Uh, pushing forward, man. Honestly, as far as a straight up wrestling match goes, this was honestly my match of the night. Um, and this was probably the match along with the Sean Spears match that uh that 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 blew it for me as far as how I chose. I chose Jungle Boy winning. Um, I was about four days too early. Jungle Boy winning. Um, but uh, MJF defeated Jungle Boy. As far as straight up match goes, this is probably my match of the night. It was fire. It was. It was fun. It was. Just a straight up back and forth match. Yeah, they had a lot of just, yeah, just straight straight up back and forth. And there was was heat. (laughs) Right. So. And it was, I I really liked the finish because MJF is a, is a dick. He's a Richard, as Jim Ross said. I love that. Yeah. But, but he won with a technical wrestling move, he won cleanly, like he didn't cheat to win. That's, that's not that's, like, that's, 
pretty uncommon for him. He didn't pull. He didn't pull the tights. He reversed it, grabbed Jungle Boy's arms to create more leverage, and bridged with the neck bridge with the O'Connor roll with the neck bridge. Won cleanly, fair and square, and that's a really great like character building mechanism. He's a fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. Total piece of shit. I was about to say he's a good fuck, but I was like, no, nah, yeah, you might that, not. You might, yeah, you might, yeah, you might, yeah, you might want to. He was hitting that sucker sign crazy tonight. Um, so, but you know, he's a, he's a complete dick, but he didn't cheat to win. He can beat you with his own talents, and that is that. Listen, that's a great heel. That's a great Dude's heel. Pretty young, so too, and he's only like twenty three, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a hell of a career yeah. ahead of him. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, dude, fucking, like, dude, all the people, like, when they would go and do, like, conventions and shit, yeah. get, like, parents getting upset with how he would, like, treat their kids. Man man's <laughs> lives a gimmick. He lives it. I mean, yeah, he's never breaking fucking, he's never breaking it. <laughs> he lives a gimmick. I'm not mad. Oh, I'm not it. mad. And, like, better whenever a kid actually flips him back off and the parent's like, fuck, yes. And yeah. not like, oh, Johnny, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> me, dude. What do you expect, you fucking idiot? Right, right, right. <laughs> right. And I, uh, you know, we can we can tie in, we can tie in, um, you know, this past AEW Dynamite. I think we're seeing small, small cracks in the foundation of MJF and Wardlow. Looking forward to it. Um, I, I think we need more, like, development of Wardlow and I think we're gonna get I, it before they just split but we definitely need to know more of who Wardlow is I hope they don't fucking split MJF and Wardlow as fast as I split Cody and MJF cause that just seemed like it was a bit fast yeah me, you know was- for me it didn't seem fast because like we all knew who MJF was oh yeah we all knew he was a fuck right so it it seemed right on time for me, I, and I and I, I I liked how they did it. But I could see how someone could think it was a little too fast. But like with MJF and Wardlow, especially the way MJF brought Wardlow in as his bodyguard, so it's clearly like when MJF was hanging out with Cody, we're all watching Cody and like, "Yo, Cody, what you doing? Like you yeah, like you know better, sucker." <laughs> yeah, right. But with MJF and Wardlow, that seems to be a more genuine connection. But the thing is, though, Warlow is mad generic. Warlow can still rip his fucking head off, no problem, though. Right, he can. He can, but we still need to, like, care more, right? And when I say care more, it's like, you know you know how, like, The Miz had all these different tag partners? And then yeah, when, they split, when they split from The Miz, nobody cared about them? <laughs> so, like, you'll get the split, the MJF-Warlow split. But and that feud will be some kind of hot, right? And I've got an idea for when this happens, and we'll talk about it a little later. But remind me, remind me to talk about it a little later. But once the once the Wardlow MJF split happens, like then what? We've got to care enough about Wardlow. I hope they don't treat Wardlow like Ryback. Ta, yeah. <laughs> I, I always had high hopes for the dude. I think everybody here knows that. Yeah, you but damn, even, you, damn even you and one of my other buddies <laughs> is like, he's never going to fucking make it. <laughs> you love that dude, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry they fucked him up, man. You love that dude. 
That was your guy, man. That was your guy. Um, we got Brian Cage now, but fuck. Say that again? We got Brian Cage now, but... That's a perfect transition, man, because uh, the casino ladder match, you know, we both said that, like, the mystery opponent never wins, or maybe I just said it either way, and then the mystery opponent won. Uh, <laughs> Big Ren chose, uh, chose Darby Allen. I chose Orange Cassidy. And we got the uh, the introduction of Brian Cage. Now I'd heard the Brian Cage name, but I never watched Impact like that. Um, Dude's a fucking monster. Yeah, and the he thing is, is like, the first thing you see is like, yo, this dude is jacked. Like, pause. <laughs> dude is fucking ripped. But he's not just like a fucking meathead. The boy got agility. The the, the the boy might be able to go. <laughs> the boy got some go to him. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Watching this past week at AEW, he was mm. pretty winded during that fucking <laughs> match. I ain't going to lie. True. Well, you know, it was a quick squash. It was a sprint of a squash. So he didn't really have time to uh, to sell and catch his breath. But if, you might be dude, right. Dude, it's a bit dangerous out there. Past week, it looked like his, to me. Uh, uh. his his offense definitely looks credible. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> definitely looks credible. Um, and so we've got Brian Cage taking on excuse me, uh, taking on John Moxley. Uh, spoiler alert um, at, at Fighter Fest. Um, that was a bit spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, you see, how I killed. You see, how I killed that. You see, how I killed that. Um, any takeaways from the ladder match? What do you think of the entire match itself? It was brutal. I mean, I've yeah. seen, I've definitely seen more brutal ladder matches, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was fun. Yeah, I had a good time with it, and I mean, and being completely wrong on who we both picked for <laughs> yeah. a uh, surprise entrant, yeah. it was fun. It made it fun that way. You know, it taught me not to just think about like WWE um, castaways because, like, yes. I thought, oh, what about like Rusev? And then I texted you that day. I was like, oh, what about EC3? Um, this definitely taught me. And, of course, I knew that. But, like, we only cover WWE and AEW. Clearly, the world is bigger than WWE. So, um, we need to start watching more. Clearly, right? Or we can wait till they go to AEW. Um, but, <laughs> but, no. Like, WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, got, I, you know it, it taught me to stay away from, you know, just thinking about WWE cast-offs. Um, cast-offs is a strong word. Because, as we talked about before, a lot of the people who left WWE have been, like, relieved. Um, so, WWE, I'll say recent WWE releases. It's a little wordier, but it's a little more honest and more respectful. Um, mean word. Say that again. I feel like that's a mean word cast off. It is. It is. I was wrong. I apologize. You gotta apologize to me. I ain't in the biz. <laughs> I mean, you know, to whoever was listening and took it the wrong way. I don't want to come off crazy. Um, speaking of coming off crazy, did you see the story about that podcaster? I don't know his name. I wouldn't say his name if I if I did know it. But like he, did you see how he dissed Alexa Bliss? I did not. What did he say? Well, he said he was talking about Alexa Bliss's offense or her her in ring skills and talked about how she looks like she would just lay there and take it. Oh come on, man! Yeah, and I'm like, I I, I just said you were mean. Yeah, fuck. fuck that dude. Listen, and I'll be honest. So the, I'll be I'll be completely honest. The first thing I thought of 
um, was about us actually, and how for the Q and A we did F Mary Kill. Um, now, but also listen, it it, it made it, you say what? In there on either of ours. <laughs> well, no, she wasn't, but three women were right, and so now of course we actually make it a, a, a specific point not to like sexualize the women competitors as far as when we talk about their in-ring talent. Now, clearly, like... Somebody is. Well, no, when I say, well, clearly we got eyes. And, like, we're dudes. And we've talked about how, you know, how certain comments can come off coming from certain people versus it coming from other people, right? But, like, we've never... We did F. Mary Kill, but, like, even then... Even then, it was, like... Fun, a little lusty, but it was more more tasteful than anything. No, yeah, no, we've never went those we've stretches. Ne- yeah, like we never was like, yeah, I bet she just lays there and takes it. Like, yo, I bet this dude hasn't been waiting a long time. Man, listen, like, yeah, man. So, uh, you, yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't want. To, I was gonna tell you. I was gonna say you got to tell me what that was. Uh, We'll get off air, but I, 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 don't, I don't even care to know. Yeah, yeah. Can have show. I don't, can do I don't need. To, I don't need to know his name. But it's, no. I mean, like, we do this out of love for the game and love for us. But also, I mean, we've got no connects like that in the real game. So some people could look at us and you know think whatever they would think, but we got boundaries. Oh yeah, we have we have lines. You know, what I mean that we wouldn't cross over. As far as the people that we that we speak of, I mean, when it comes to this life thing, we talk how we talk because that's that's where our hearts are. But I don't think we've ever said anything about anybody's personal life on here. You got to be careful when you're talking about people. And, you got to be. And if we have, it, it's always been in a good way. Within a you certain, know. within a certain respectable boundary, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, man. So uh, I think we know how to walk, Bruh, Been walking for a long time. I got mad balance to tiptoe them lines. Yeah, I mean, so facts, man. Um, As far as the ladder match goes, and I'll be honest, I don't even remember how we got onto that tangent. It don't matter. It was a good tangent. Um, (laughs) As far as the ladder match goes, ladder match was cool. I liked the idea of SCU starting it off. It was a little weird to me that like the bell rang and they both went and grabbed ladders, and it was like. No, nah, man, let's just be respectable gentlemen. I had like a mini match. And I'm like, okay, so why did you waste that 40 seconds going to get ladders thing. that you didn't even bring in the ring? I thought the same exact shit. Yeah. Best, I thought one of the best parts about the match was, uh, was it SCU that the, who climbed the ladder and sat up like a goddamn lifeguard at the beach? They tipped Ooh. him off of it. Or no, that was a different match. That was something else. That was something completely different. I think that was the week before in AEW. Okay. Dynamite, oh, dynamite, dynamite. Okay. Um, I really <laughs> now this probably would have been better suited for a crowd, but I, you know, listen, man, I like Orange Cassidy, man. <laughs> you can't, you can't not like the dude. I'm saying, man, yeah, I like Orange Cassidy. How he just was like, yeah, how the fuck do I set up a ladder? Like <laughs> that shit is that that was humorous to me. It was very humorous to me. And I like how he almost won the Battle Royal and barely did anything. I wish he would have. That would have been dope. 
That would have been dope. Both of those options were great options. Jungle Boy or Orange Cassidy would have been a really oh, cool yeah. match for Cody. Um, Boy deserves a good match. Yeah. Listen, they clearly see things in him. And like I said, I saw I had Jungle Boy winning. I called his win a little too early, four days early to be exact. But clearly he's in the line for, for, for a, a good look. Man, he's taking on the, the TNT Championship, uh, the first TNT Championship winner, Cody. Um I about, I about lost it whenever uh, Marco tried to throw out, which is so, I mean, fucking, uh, fuck. God damn it. Well, yeah, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus? <laughs> yeah. Tried to throw him out in the Battle Royal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of, that ladder match made me want to see Luchasaurus versus Brian Cage. Bro, you ain't lying. Bruh. Bresky. Bro, it made me want to see Luchasaurus versus Billy Gunn during that battle royal. That's Bro, Billy Gunn is deceptively large. Pause, dude. He super, is huge. Super pause. <laughs> He's a big fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't realize he was that big until he was standing there, like face to face with Luchasaurus. Face with I'm Luchasaurus. Like, Holy shit. Yeah, Luchasaurus's fucking motherfucking horns are about to go in his eyes. <laughs> right, right. He's <laughs> taller than Luchasaurus. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> facts otherwise i mean yeah the ladder match was was cool it kind of seemed a little um disjointed to me but i mean it was solid man i hope darby allen's legs are okay you ain't lying dude yeah. who who jumps off a? I guess darby allen does he jumped off a ladder with a skateboard and fell through at hey whatever works whatever works for you full guys. full <laughs> full full uh, we talked about Jungle Boy winning the Battle Royal. This is a good way to transition to uh, the very first TNT champion, Cody, defeating Lance Archer. Talk to me about it, man. This is what I would have hoped to happen. Because I wasn't really too... You're going to have to remind me who I picked. I picked Cody, didn't I? <laughs> we, we both picked Cody, yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week. A lot it of has. shotguns. A lot of shotguns. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, this is, like, I had no, uh, it's going to sound horrible to Cody. Cody, if you ever hear this, I had no confidence in you, but I wanted you to win, and you Uh-oh. fucking pulled it off. There it is. And, I mean, dude, what the fuck was Arn doing? <laughs> Man. <laughs> like, 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 Jake the Snake was up there giving him hell, and Arn was just standing there like a uh, I don't even want to say it, but he's standing like a bitch. It, that's funny. That's funny. Okay. I I, I, I like that story. Oh, you know, let's rewind a little bit. Rewind a little bit. I, want, I definitely want to address that. So Mike Tyson presented the TNT Championship to the winner, of course, being Cody. So AEW definitely has some production things they've got to work on. Still. Whether like it's co-stars, kind of say what? Well, you know, they just even if it's like, um, it's been a couple dynamite episodes where it's like, yeah, we'll be back with picture in picture, and then they don't go to picture in picture, or we'll be back after this, and they don't like they don't they actually go. To, yeah, they don't go to commercial, and so there were a couple times where it's like production just picked the wrong time to pan over to Mike Tyson. <laughs> He's just sitting there chilling, smiling, arms He's crossed. He's sitting there chilling, having a conversation. They went to one one where uh one shot where he was yawning, like with his whole body he was yawning. I 
uh, arms crossed the whole time. Bruh. Bruh. So the production issues, that's one thing. To answer your thought, though, about Arn and Jake, I, I like the story that they told in the match. The story they were aiming for was like, now, Jake was a lot more animated, right? Yes, big he, time. He didn't physically get involved, but he was a lot more animated. Arn was chilling and actually got involved. And the it one move, sense. go ahead. No, 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 no. No, I was. I, actually, I interrupted. The no, one, I, the one move he made, he got caught for. But then they threw. Now it was kind of whack that they threw out Jake, and Jim tried to save it because Jake didn't get involved. But Jake is a fucking agitator. And then on the yeah. other hand, they threw Jake out. But it only seemed like they threw Jake out. He came right back. <laughs> He came right back. It didn't matter. <laughs> he came right back. So it was like they threw Jake out just to work in the snake spot. Whereas they could have had the snake just hiding under the ring if they wanted to do that. So it seemed a little contrived, a little convoluted there. That's just the story of the managers. But what'd you, what'd you, sorry to interrupt. What did you think of the match? No, I, I liked it. Fucking, yeah. it. Finally, finally, Cody mm. got his win. Finally got you that know. championship. Yeah. That championship, you know, True. and 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 I always thought too, like whenever he said, whenever he lost, uh, whenever he lost to MJF, and the mm-hmm. stipulation was that he'll never challenge for a title again. I always yeah, thought that was Jericho bullshit. Man. Yeah, well, he can't yeah, he can't challenge for the world championship. Yeah, but like I always thought that was bullshit. Like I yeah. mean, not necessarily on his part, but like he made the stipulation himself. But yeah. that that doesn't mean somebody can't say. I want to fight you, and I'm going to put my title on the line. Right. Well, and Moxley said, yo, if you want to come get it, but I don't think Moxley cares who comes up next. I don't think he would, you know, certainly. Well, maybe he might. Maybe he might. I think Moxley is the kind of guy who wants to win and wants to violence, but I don't think he would actively be like, yo, I want to challenge you. He'll take on any comers. I don't think he'll go at anybody to put his belt on the line unless there was like a personal issue. Makes sense. So like when Kinda he started like with, weekend. yeah, because when he started with Brody Lee, he was like, "Yo, dude, all you had to do was ask, bro," and he and he'd have been down. But then he made it personal, right? And of course, we'll we'll touch on that match in a bit. But you know, with with Cody, um, this is I I I well, you know what? Match wise, match wise. I liked the story, I think, a little bit more than the execution. Um, yes. The match itself was... was, was, was correct. Say it again. I feel like we always like the story better than the execution. You know, the, the, the match it definitely was not bad. It was, it was a, a very solid match, but I liked the story a little more in the sense that, like, for Lance Archer, yes, the title was important, but I think it was secondary to hurting Cody. Yes, and the family. Yeah, and with Cody, the title was the most important thing, and then secondly was hurting Co- was hurting Lance Archer. So I think they I think played the, it uh, well. I think the TNT title was perfect for Cody. That's what I was going to next. Keep going. Go ahead. And it's it like and and if he's going to defend it every week. Fuck yeah! That that's exactly what should happen with that title. I like that it. title should not just get defended at pay per views. It's the TNT. You are the TNT. 
Bingo. TNT yep. Championship. What's the name of the TV company? Boom. TNT. TNT. There it is. And so you know that what? Shit online every every week. Every week. Every week. It and that is a good. And that is a really good place for Cody. For one, I like the the. It's a low key thing that only like like old school nerds would know. But like the design of the belt definitely reminds me of the old television championship belt from the eighties in WA from the eighties. But time. also, you mentioned it being a great spot for Cody. Like it kind of is. Like we talked about before, Cody might be the most over babyface in wrestling right now. You ain't lying. You know what I'm saying. He's got the dramatics down right. He's got the legacy. His promos have been great. Bruh. He's hit a new he's hit a notch. He's a new level. So whatever you think about what he does in the ring, it doesn't come secondary, but it's supplemented by the, the character work. And so Just, I mean it's like what we love. Yeah. Yeah, the storytelling. We love the storytelling more than the actual matches itself. That's what it's all about. The storytelling like, makes the matches right. You can do listen. Right. You can do twenty minutes of flippity dudes, but if there's no story in your match or build to it, it don't matter. We watch the shit for the stories. That's the reason yeah. we don't fucking watch that WWE right now. <laughs> <laughs> because they got great athletes, but the stories ain't there. Yeah, bingo. That's that's a fact. And so Cody. Every story he's in, there's some kind of just emotional pull to it. And so next is, yo, I won this championship that I have so, so much pride in. I'm going to fight. I'm, I'm going to be here every week busting ass. You know that I'm the guy behind the company, right? But I'm in these trenches every week. And this shit means a lot to me. And... Being as over as I am, I'm about to go show y'all. I, I, I got this shit, man. I got this shit. So it's great for Cody to like put the company on his back in that sense and be there literally every week. That's a great look. I'm with it. Perfect role. I'm no, with I, it. Because there was like I like when AEW first started, like there was no way I could see him and especially him even wanting to take the world championship title mm-hmm. with him being who he is in the company, yeah, he didn't want that. Right, right, right. And this and, is this is perfect. And with this type of championship, you get mad exposure because it's every week, every week. And so, not only does he get to represent AEW every week, he gets to spotlight a different performer every week. So that even if that performer loses. He's not going to make them look bad. He's going to showcase the talent, even if he wins, and it's still going to look good for everyone he goes against. And, and that night that that night that he loses it, it's going to be huge. Bigly. Yup. Yup. And so with that, you get the weekly story of the TNT champion, him defending it, let alone whatever actual feud he gets into. So let's say he's got a title match set for Fighter Fest. Well, he's still... He's still defending the championship against whoever every week. Yep. So in order to get to who he wants to who he wants to fight, he's got to get through this guy. And so maybe maybe his feud at Fighter Fest helps Cody retain. Or it's, it's, th- there's infinite stories that can be told with this championship. It's making him look bigger than I think anybody even realizes. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's a fighting champion. Yeah, factual. Factual facts, Kellerman. 
fax machine. And hope, hopefully one of the things they do talk about, too, because, like, like, on the big matches, mm-hmm. they announce their records and shit like that. Yeah. Like, how many times he's defended it? That would be dope. You know what I mean? Really dope. Yeah. That would because be really dope. Because why not? Dope. If yeah. he's defended every week, you guys better fucking acknowledge that shit. I'm with that. I'm with it. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, Pushing forward, we have a new AEW women's champion in Hikaru Shida. We both blew that one. Yeah, <laughs> we both blew that one. Um, Yeah, what would you think of the match? Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking dangerous, man. I thought I thought her neck was broke on that leg drop. Man, listen. I feel that you. was. And I mean, I I think I think the way they did it was was perfect. I thought like false count anywhere, no DQ. That was that was the only way to go with that match. Just to get everything out there. And I mean, it was, dude. It was rough. It was rough, tough. It was hard hitting. Listen, it was a fight. It was yeah. a it was a whole ass fight. She Fuck listen. You. Nyla ate that kendo stick shot to the face. I'm trying to think of another another name for David and Goliath, like for a female version, because that right. was it. Right, right. <laughs> I was surprised too, man. Um, it. I was expecting a lot longer reign for Nyla Rose. As was I. Um, and, I mean, it kind of makes sense because, I mean, listen, I thought Britt Baker was going to beat Chris Statlander because I think they see a lot of things in Britt Baker. Um, I was reading a recent, very brief story about, um, you know, the the, uh, the previous shits. Well, her, her um, you know, the, when she was a babyface and they were working on, you know, her videos and – like Cody and and Kenny were like, yeah, we're probably gonna make you a heel. <laughs> and she's like, what? We talk about we talk we talk about, <laughs> and you know that they had that foresight. Um, so clearly they see something in Britt Baker. So I thought Britt Baker was gonna win. You know, her being a heel, building her up. So I guess it makes sense in that hierarchy. So I, but I mean, as they keep building names, I'm I'm. Again, the AEW Women's Division still has some some ways to go compared to other ones. It's definitely not a bad division. Um, just not as much character development. But, I mean, I'm with it. Let's see where they go. Why not? No, yeah, I'm totally with it. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't see uh, Nyla on this one, on this uh, past episode. Not. This is true. This is true. Um, which, is, which is kind of surprising, but at the same time kind of good. Because, mm. I mean, she got beat clean. Yeah. I mean, consider the match, but yeah. she got beat clean, and uh, and uh, I always fuck her name up, so I'm not even gonna try to say it. Hmm. But uh, the new champion, she went on and she fought tonight in non non title match. Hikaru Shida, yeah, yeah, and like even in a victory, her opponent looked good. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I'm with it, man. Um, and a quick RIP to Hannah Kimura. Um, I, I wasn't familiar with the name, uh, but she was a, a Japanese woman's wrestler who, who recently committed suicide over um, cyberbullying over 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 her recent work. And uh, that shit she, really hits motherfuckers, man. That's... Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and she was a close friend of Hikaru Shida's as well, who I'm sure you know just overwhelming emotion once that three count hit. Um, you know, and, and winning that championship. So, 
Stay. We need more. Pretty sure we ain't got any bullies on. Pretty sure we ain't got any bullies as fans on here. But I wish a motherfucker would come at me, man. Bro, I mean, shit. People been people been talking. I mean, well, I haven't. I haven't got too much haters away, but like that that one comment you make, and that one like you're gonna get from some other butt fucking motherfucker. If that makes your day, fucking so be it. Man, I swear. Yo, I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw this, man. Um, our hometown, our our uh, the the mayor our of our hometown, fucking mayor, bro. He yo, listen, man, listen. He got my vote. If I live there, he got my vote. Bro, yeah. he said come to my house. I'm with that. Listen, I'm I'm listen. You're not gonna be on your keyboard just talking stupid all the time. I know what my title is, and I seen that in the comments. He said, "Yeah, I'm the mayor, but I'm a man first and foremost." Yeah. And listen, if I live in the hometown, he got my vote. Salute. Yeah. Salute. Uh, no, he, no, he wasn't playing. He was not playing. I seen, I seen, I seen that tonight. I, I, dude, I was rolling. Hey, <laughs> listen. I don't even know what it was about, but listen, you're not going to be using my name for clout, man. To shit lit, man. Come to my house. Come, I think to, it was come a to my crib. Was it? I, think somebody made, I think somebody made a meme about him. I didn't, I didn't see the meme. But, like, it was someone like him and, like, a dick. And, like, and, like, yo, he like, he, brought, he brought dude's attention that made it. Like. Yeah. Listen, I saw some of the comments that alluded to that. Like, I, I saw, like, dick references. Um, I didn't, I wasn't sure what it was about. So, that makes a little more sense. Okay. Man, but, yeah. Like, yeah I guess, man. like, I didn't see the, yeah, no, I didn't, like I said, I didn't see the whole thing. But dick and mouth type meme type thing. Yeah, and that's like that's what I got out of it, and no, 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 he wasn't fucking around. The mayor of our hometown, Bruh. he he got up, he got on Facebook, and all the smoke, jumped in that motherfucker shit, yeah, all the smoke. <laughs> we live, listen, man, we live amongst a bunch of fucking cowards, man. Yeah, we live keyboard warriors, a bunch of cowards out here, man. I work, and I I was saying this shit recently, man. I, I, so when I'm not actually DJing, I work in sales for the company, and you really recognize like. How trash people are, how not real. You can read everywhere on the internet or anywhere about how how real I am. I'm so real. I'm so real. Y'all can see my videos. <laughs> you, you know who you listen, we know who's really real. Yeah. But people talk about how real they are until you call their phone and it's like eh, it's awkwardness. It's awkwardness. Like if be the be be this real person, be that person. Fuck, man, fucking cowards out here. Anyway, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was about to, oh, man, no, I almost got into it with a neighbor a couple weeks ago. <laughs> man, see, nah, and, then, man. and then then he came over the other the like the the next day. All he was saying was like, "Man, don't disrespect me for my kid." <laughs> That's all he had to say. Did he? Did he start it? <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, no, no, no. Well, man, that dude, bro, they're always fucking fighting. Uh. And so how I did got you? Tired of, how did? Oh, okay. Go ahead. I got tired of the shit, man. Uh uh-huh. Him and his, him and his little meth-headed girlfriend. And I just got fucking fed up, man. And then like they got the dog tied up to like a fucking three foot leash. Dog's been outside all day by itself. Yeah, left the dog outside last Sunday in the fucking rain. Mm. 
and 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 I went over there that last Sunday, and like trying to get the dog like inch its way into the garage on the little three foot we just had. And bro, I mean, I went up in the house, not in the house, but in the foyer, banging on that motherfucking door. See if anybody was there, because Josh couldn't handle listening to that fucking dog bark anymore. Yeah. Not, not that I was mad at the dog, just like... Didn't well, you see, you felt dog. bad for the dog. Fuck yeah, like, dude, yeah. the dog bit me, bro. And I wasn't even mad at the dog. Yeah. You Damn. know, like, it wasn't the dog's fault. Damn, man. Like, bro, like, I, I had bite marks almost all the way up to my knuckle on my middle finger. And as soon as it bit, it let off. Like he, like like he it knew better? Yeah, and, like, I didn't do anything to the dog. Like, I knew it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Like, but people people like that, shitheads like that, they're never going to fucking learn. And 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 it fucking sucks. Best thing you can do is just fucking, unfortunately, let it happen because the end result of you or me doing anything about it would be you or me going to jail no, over fuck. some stupid piece of shit meth head. <sighs> you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm listening to the dog's fucking barking right now, you know? Right. God damn, yeah. man. God damn. We're going to finish strong, man. We had uh, John Moxley defeating Brody Lee in a uh, a violent affair. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, go ahead. Talk talk to me. I knew, I knew you loved it. I, I, just, I just knew. Go ahead. Bro, this was hard hitting. Yeah. Brody Lee came with that shit. He stole the motherfucking belt. <laughs> this is true. You know, and it said, "Come take it. Come take it back." <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, like we talking about. Yeah, Moxley don't. Moxley don't really like. He welcomes the smoke, but he don't bother nobody till you fuck with him. Yeah, he goes for who he wanted to go for. He went at Kenny Omega, right? Because he had to go to the top. But otherwise, as the he champion, nobody else. He right. He knows he has a target on his back. Yeah, after the after Kenny, he went for the belt. <laughs> like he had to take out the guy he respected, who he recognizes the top, and then he went for the belt. Anybody else, he knows he has a target, but like it's just business until you fuck with him and make it personal. I feel like Kenny. I feel like Kenny Omega respects that too. Yeah. For I mean, for for as much as Kenny Omega has been in the business and all over the world and shit like that, he's got to yeah. respect it. Factual, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. But then a guy like Brody Lee comes in and just steals the shit. Yeah. Hey, can't, you're can't a fuck. That. Can't respect that. <laughs> I um, you know, I gotta say, finish wise, well, match wise, I really appreciate how there's a there is a certain violence, main event style violence in John Moxley matches. <laughs> Bro, I thought he bumped his head when they went through the fucking stage. Like yeah. he was so close to like knocking himself out when they yeah. went through the stage. Like I watched yeah. that replay a couple times. Yeah. But I, I do got to give it to um, Mr. Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. He didn't give up. No, he did not. That boy is exalted. He didn't tap. He didn't get. Um, he didn't. He didn't get pinned. He didn't. And he didn't tap. That boy is exalted. So that, like, I see. I see this feud going on for that. For, I, I'll say this. I don't. I do think the feud is over. I think the feud is over. But. You think? I do, I do, because Moxley already has a new opponent, right, in Brian Cage. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that that feud is over, but I think, I personally think this feud is over, but I think the finish was great for Brody Lee in the sense that, for one, he took that paradigm shift <laughs> through the stage, 
and then took another one and kicked out at one. Right? That was hard. Yeah. And then took another one and he wasn't pinned. Like you said, he wasn't pinned. He didn't tap out. He just, he was choked out. Yes. And so I think, honestly, that's the kind of finish that was best for him because he's so new on the scene. They made it work right. Made it work right. Because if he lost with a pinfall, he wouldn't be he wouldn't necessarily be dead in the water. If he lost with a tap out, he might be a little more dead, but not dead in the water. This is a finish that made him look strong because he's still new to AEW, right? And it's almost I don't want to say necessarily a criticism, but Brody Lee is new to AEW and got a title shot. Brian Cage. Well yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Is new to AEW and getting this title shot. So John Moxley is fighting through not only new guys, but like huge monsters. Now, I fully see John Moxley beating Brian Cage. Spoiler alert for the Fighter Fest show. But Same here. I totally see that happening. But they're gonna have to make that finish similar to Brody Lee. Because if he loses too soon in the in the wrong way. That could be rough. Now, they keep saying sometime in the summer. I mean, it's May now. Fighter Fest was, what, in July last year? Correct. So there's mad time to build Brian Cage with wins and, and, and you know, make it look good. But, you know, you can't be too new getting, you know, top-notch title shots and not winning. So the the writing, the, the booking of it all has got to be, be stellar. We still haven't had a triple threat world title shot or world title match in this AEW. Is true. This is true. I'm with that. I'm cool so, with that. Yeah, 100%. I'm cool with that so right. far. And and, and then not happening until the next like actual pay-per-view. Yeah. Like after Fighter Fest, like dude, fuck yeah. Like, Wait. like let's build that. You say it's ha- you think you think it'll happen or it is happening? No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying not have that triple threat title match until after Fighter Fest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's build that. There's something majestic about a one-on-one title match. I like it. Oh, yeah, I love it too. But, I mean, yeah. like, Brody Lee, Brian Cage, John Moxley, and mm-hmm. a triple threat title match, fuck you. That's going to be insane. <laughs> I, I like where you're going, but so here's where I'm going. So, again, I think the Brody Lee feud is over. I think the money match for the title and I think this is and, and and this is why I'm not mad this is why I'm I'm really good with like the, the slow burn split. And this is what we talked about earlier. I said, hey, remind me, but I wrote it down so I can remind myself. The money match for me is John Moxley versus MJF. That's gonna be a banger. Because MJF's such a shithead. He's a fucking shithead, and he's got Wardlow. So on one hand, listen, MJF will be a great champion. A great just dickhead heel champion. But I can see Moxley beating Cage and then Moxley beating MJF at what would that be? All out in September? Correct. Beating MJF at All Out in September. MJF blaming Wardlow, and then you get that feud to take you to full gear. Are you are you working for the company? I can't say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> but I think that's where the money is. A dickhead MJF stacking the deck against against John Moxley, it falling through. But in the meantime, you gotta keep building Wardlow. 
I don't know. You know, back in the day, back, back, I said Kenny Omega would be the guy to take it from Jericho. Then I said he'd be the guy to take it from Moxley. Clearly, it won't be for a while. They've got so many great, great stories that they can tell that, I mean, you don't got to rush any of that. Um, Kenny versus Cody for the TNT title would be would be all the Fire Flames. Um, yeah, they, I'm, I'm interested to see where they're going, man. They, they got a great, great thing going. Yeah, no, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah no, I, I hope they're saving all of these stories. Yeah. Because we've got a book of them so far already. Facts. And I mean, you know, and that's the, that's the gold in having, like, the four pay-per-views plus King of the Ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can take time to build those stories. You can still give great matches leading up to them, but take time and to build those the stories. same matches each fucking pay-per-view. Absolutely, absolutely. You know who else off the top of my head I think would be a great match for John Moxley when he makes his return? I was going to say Hangman. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> but Was it? No, no. I mean, no. John Moxley and fucking Hangman Page? Would be, well, no, that would be fire. That's not who I was thinking, but that would be fire. Oh. Pack. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Let this let Bastard. this pandemic let this pandemic end. Pack has been one of their probably most consistent performers since AEW started. One of, the, one of the biggest heels they've had. He man, he listen, one of those brutal heels he, they've had, and he's so versatile. You can literally put him in any slot on the card, and he is going to make it happen. He's going to make it happen from the match with Orange Cassidy. To the Iron Man match with Kenny Omega. Let him be an open challenge with Cody. Listen, they got possibilities. Possibilities. It's, it's like it's like it's like the buffet at the at the old Oakwood truck stop. I'm loving it. <laughs> Let's give him a little more credit than that. <laughs> hey, man, what are you talking about, bro? That's fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. My guys like the it's like the motherfucking buffet in the Oakwood truck stop. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. But John Moxley defeats Brody Lee. He's got Brian Cage on the horizon sometime this summer during Fighter Fest. And uh in, in my notebook of, of uh AEW booking, he's got a day with MJF coming later this year. Uh I don't know what MJF does in the meantime to get there. But it's coming. It's coming. Uh, we end we end AEW's Double or Nothing with the Stadium Stampede match. We both chose the Inner Circle, and we both uh, got it wrong. The Elite and Matt Hardy defeat the Inner Circle in the Stadium Stampede match. Talk me through it, my guy. There was so much I loved about this. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Go ahead. The first thing I learned about this, and and okay, well, actually, I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think this was a shot at at uh, WWE for the Money in the Bank match? I do not think it was a shot, but it was definitely a cinematic match. Okay, but you answer my question. But it was the first. most like pro wrestling cinematic match. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. First thing I loved about this match, 
the commentary. They actually had commentary in this shit. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have commentary in the Money in the Bank match. Did not. Which I thought was fucking stupid. Yeah. Or to even take it back, we didn't have it for the last ride match. We didn't have it for uh, the Firefly Funhouse match. Dude, fucking A. Fucking A. Thank you for backing that up. Yeah, facts, man. <laughs> because, dude, it made a huge difference. Because whenever Michael Cole came on the air... And said, "Who was the winner of each of those? All was, three of those it fucking matches. Fucking it was dead. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was awkward. dead. So, so called in. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like he just got woken up. Right, right, said, right, oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> you're on. You're on. <laughs> you know. Right. Oh man, I, I loved. Uh, I loved how they all ran each other from the hundred yard line to the fifty yard line. Where." Hangman Adam Page's entrance was fucking horse. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> chased yeah, yeah. Sammy down. Yeah, true. And then and, and then we got to see all the different characters of Matt Hardy. Yeah, and Ortiz can't Ortiz can't swim in a three foot pool. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> it was mad Easter eggs throughout that whole thing. Like I love the the callback of or of of Guevara getting chased by a horse. And then I love at the end him getting chased again by the golf cart by actually getting away. Um, but yeah, like we said, it's, it was definitely a cinematic match, but it had commentary. It was a pro wrestling. It was the most pro wrestling cinematic match. It was the fans chanted for the fucking horse. Yes. Like where else? Where else? Right. Hangman. Hangman called a search off and went to the bar. Went to the bar. <laughs> Went to the bar and then had a drink with Jake Hager before they started fighting. Like it's silly, it's silly as shit, but somehow it worked. Dude, it, dude, this was Attitude Era. It, it's, it's, it worked. <laughs> you gonna agree with me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree with it being Attitude Era, but it, it fucking worked. It, it, well, it was more fun it was, than the previous cinematic. Yeah. I, you know what? I think, yeah, I think I found the words. I'm not going to say Attitude Era because it wasn't quite Attitude Era as much as it was like 2020 humorous, smartass pro wrestling cinematics. But it didn't look bad. It didn't look bad. Some of the cuts were a little awkward, but it didn't look bad, right? Like I, I, I've seen other matches that were supposed to go on like that that I thought looked horrible. Yeah, I'm gonna say ones, but yeah. I think y'all know. <laughs> Word. I mean, <laughs> hey man, hey man, and Page hit a fucking buckshot lariat off of Kenny Omega's back, and Matt Jackson suplexed Sammy Guevara a hundred yards and then spiked him. No, then you got him the fucking goalpost, and then did a moonsault off the goalpost. And then Chris Jericho went into the challenge booth with Aubrey Edwards and told her that she was a shitty referee. (laughs) (laughs) And then the fact that, like, I like how they called it matter of facts. Like, that was fun. Matter of facts. And Santana Ortiz could read the fucking Matt facts on the screen. (laughs) Like, it was... It was campy, but it was funny. It was pro wrestling, and it and it just kind of fucking worked. It worked. It, it, it worked big time. It fucking worked. 
And then to culminate it, man, he got away from the golf cart but couldn't quite get away. And Kenny Omega hit the one-winged angel from like 700 feet in the sky. <laughs> that shit was wild. It made it work, man. It made it work. I like the commentary that they said. I believe it was on Dynamite. They said the elite use a divide-and-conquer strategy. And that's basically what they did, right? So, I mean, Spoiler. Matt Hardy rung, rung Ortiz's bell and then tied him up, taking him out of the match. He he locked dude, Santana dude, in a freezer. Said it right, <laughs> bruh. Stay I like I was I was a fan of Matt Hardy growing up. Yeah, but in the past like ten years, I haven't been a fan of him. Uh-huh. I'm a fan of him now. You feeling Again. it? You feeling yes. it? Yes. I'm not mad. They're going. I like they, they are. They're cycling through all of his versions because I'm not a big and, fan of like the broken Matt thing. But if he can go in and just do a greatest hits version of himself, I mean, yes. hell. What, what he feels comfortable doing, what like what he actually wants to do, yeah. let him do it. And, and, it, and, and, it and I feel like I can see that on on his face during the, the pay-per-view, during the, the weekly airings. Boys having fun. No, no, I'm saying I, I feel like I can – I feel like he enjoys it more. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's more, like, free reign, like, free roam, where he can just do whatever the fuck he wants. And and, and it shows. I and think. it's not, and his creativity isn't compromising the story. It still fits. Exactly. It still fits. So, yeah, man. He rang Ortiz's bell, locked Santana in the freezer. They laid Hager out in the bar. Jericho, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was fun, man. It was fun. It was fun. They clearly see things in Sammy Guevara for him to be featured the way he has just week in, week out. But, I mean, to be the one to take that spot of the one-wing angel so high, yeah, that was – I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm going to I'm gonna call it here. Yeah. I think if and when the elites – or the, uh, the inner circle, I'm sorry, uh, breaks up, it's going to start with Sammy Guevara. Going out on his own. I, I, I don't know, man. I just kind of, like, this past week on AEW, it just kind of mm. seemed like, I don't know. It just seemed like something's going to happen. Talk to talk to it. Let's do it. I don't, I don't know, man. It, it just seemed like he was, he was, he was beside himself, kind of. And, and not saying that they were, that they weren't all together on everything they were doing on this pep talk or this, mm. you know, this pep talk shit. Mm. But it seemed like Sam McVar was kind of, the weakest link. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I love Sammy Guevara. He's awesome. He's fucking phenomenal in the ring. But I uh, think that's, uh, uh, that's it. speaking of a potential breakup, like I could see. I mean, Santana Ortiz are a tag team, so they're they're sticking together. Hager is the wild card because dynamics wise, like Sammy Guevara being smaller, him being like the Diesel to La Sex God. <laughs> Sammy Guevara makes for a better look dynamic wise, but maybe you've got a fiery baby face in Sammy Guevara if Jake Hager takes Chris Jericho's side, right? Bingo. So it could, yeah, you can go either way. I didn't, I don't necessarily see that as far as the seeds of a breakup, but I mean, I suppose every faction has to break up eventually. Um, I didn't necessarily see those seeds tonight, but speaking of you know the the inner circle pep rally. 
What do you think of Chris Jericho versus Mike Tyson? (laughs) (laughs) Heard that, didn't you? (laughs) Bruh, I watched that shit. I was like, eh. Dude, that that was... Like that was low, like that was low class meds. It, right it nah, all right, cool. Chris Jericho, Mike Tyson, okay. I pre listen. You gotta shoot, right? Shoot or shoot. You can't score unless I, you shoot. I appreciate it. Um, the fact that I mean, it just started out mad random. Like, I want Mike Tyson's head on a platter. Uh, what? Okay. Uh, what? Okay. I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember if Mike Tyson had any involvement in the uh, stadium stampede match. I'm thinking, no, he, he, he didn't. didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Well, did you hear? Did you hear Jericho's explanation? Uh, refresh my memory, please. So he said January 11th, 2010. Mike Tyson turned on him. I went and googled it. I went and fucking googled it. It was Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho versus Degeneration X on Monday Night Raw. And I didn't watch any clips or anything, but, you know, just from listening to the story, clearly Mike turned on Chris Jericho that night. And dude. I, I guess Chris Jericho has been holding this feud for 10 years. And now all of a sudden he wants Mike Tyson's head on a platter. Just wait for Mike to get in shape to bring it up. I listen. I don't know, man. Shoot or shoot. Gotta make something happen. I listen. I appreciate them finding whatever publicity they can. It it just meh. It happened. Meh. Yeah, no that. Yeah, that ending segment they had on this past week of AEW Dynamite. Yeah, was kind of. Uh, yeah, it was just there for me. It was just kind of there. It was. It just kind of Mike, happened. Mike tried to rip his shirt off, and then once it didn't fully rip, that's why <laughs> I was just like, okay, this is going to start looking bad here in about five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was it was, it was was bad for me right when he said, I want Mike Tyson's head on a platter. I'm like, okay, that's mad fucking random. But then Mike grabbed the mic from and Chris Jericho. Yeah, like, you was a sucker, man. You tried to... I'm like, okay, no, nah, they didn't really plan this out with Mike beforehand. <laughs> no. They didn't really lay this out. So it was, it was a little awkward. Like I said, I, I respect that they shoot, shoot, or, shoot or shoot. Can't score unless you shoot. But uh, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> Maybe they'll build it better, but I'm cool. I mean, like, what are they going to do after that? Like, regardless of, like, who wins... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, clearly, I mean, we getting Mike and Chris at Fighter Fest, but hell, what are they gonna do after that? Like, there's nothing they can do yeah. after that. Well, I mean, Mike can't stick around forever, but maybe you know, maybe this is a pit stop. Maybe, maybe we get blood and guts still. That stadium stampede seemed like such a blow off. Like the fireworks, the celebration, seemed like such a blow off that maybe we just don't get blood and guts for these two factions. Um. But maybe this is a stopgap until we do. I, I really can't call it, man. I really can't call it. And that's the thing, too. So, yeah, you know what? Let's say to the other side, the elite, right? So, Cody is a TNT champion, and he's been kind of on his own thing lately. Um, Matt Hardy, we don't know what's next. I mean, he was escorting, you know, Private Party off. Um, 
Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega, they're being watched by someone as they drink liquor and drink milk. Get fucked up in the hotel room. <laughs> yeah, right? However, the Young Bucks, they got an interesting little thing, a little, little, little path ahead of them. <laughs> they got a real did interesting you, path ahead of them. Did you expect that this past week? I, man, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> They pulled up in that 1957 Ford What the Fuck and was like, yo, what's up? It's cracking. I got, I got a couple of buddies that, oh, never met them before, but a couple of Instagram bros that I mm-hmm. talked to about wrestling. And they were both like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Listen. I, do, I completely forgot about, like, I'm, not saying I completely forgot about the revival. But. I didn't. I didn't think that. I didn't think. And let's 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 make sure we get it right. FTR. I I, yeah. I didn't think that FTR. Well, because I listened to them on on Jericho's podcast, and that that should have been a sign that maybe they were already you know getting that ready. But they talked about you know all the other tag teams they wanted to face. Um. So maybe I figured they would they would hit some runs around you know quick runs in NWA you know ROH New Japan. Nah. They went straight to AEW. And maybe we still see them in, in other places. Maybe that contract isn't quite exclusive, but they went straight to it, man. Straight with the shits. That's exactly what my buddy said. Yeah. He said that you listen to the Jericho podcast with them on there. Mm-hmm. And fucking huge swerve. Hey. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm with it. Now, here's the thing. It's May now. Fighter Fest, King of the Ring. It doesn't seem like the place. No. So maybe, just maybe. So clearly the place is all out in September. Chicago. That's four months away. So maybe, just maybe, they do only make spot appearances here and there. Would be mad at it. To build and build and build. They they clearly like... Now... The way I see this going is that I think they're 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 still gonna play the heel role. They got rid of the butcher and the blade, not necessarily to like be friendly, but maybe they want the top team for themselves. So they got to go through butcher and blade because they got in their business. They'll get rid of them handily. But this this slow build is what I'm looking forward to as to how they eventually like make it more than just professional. Oh yeah, no, I mean like the. Bucks like they were coming from them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This is Rockers and, Brain Busters. Yeah. Like keep and, going. And, Just keep going. And and I, and I think everybody that was watching this past Wednesday thought the same thing. But we we're all hoping, we we're all hoping that they would just let them go and go after. Yeah. You know. I, I, I've seen enough wrestling to know that when they stopped there and like grabbed them and sit them up, that they weren't going to attack the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but eventually, when then, when, when that, that next story is told, the next chapter, that, that little curve, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I'm down, man. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. But man, that was the week that was in AEW. That was AEW uh, Double or Nothing, AEW Dynamite. Anything else uh, you know you're looking forward to? Whether it's AEW or anything, I know it's an AEW centric show because of their their recent pay per view. Anything you're looking forward to overall, or any last thoughts? 
forward to more. <laughs> hey, there it is, man. Looking forward yeah. to more. It, it's fun. I mean, this is the only weekly wrestling show that I can actually say that I do tune into. Hey. Anymore, yeah. you know. Say how you feel. I just got to say something, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, started watching, I started watching fucking the HBO series Oz. That shit was popular <laughs> in 96. And I didn't bat why at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock on Monday. Yeah. So, nope, I'm going to keep watching this shit. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. That's real. That's real. I'm not mad, man. I'm not mad. Well, next week, come back and rock with us. We have got the prediction show for NXT TakeOver in your house. We're going to run down that entire card and give it to you the only way that we know how. But before we get up out of here, Big Ren, let them know how they can reach you on the social medias, dog. Got it, amigo. You guys can find me on Snapchat at Mofta316, M-A-A-F-F-H-H-D-U-P-316. Then you can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at a motherfucker <laughs> a underscore m a a f h u c k a check it out y'all it's no pretty doubt, tight man hit me on Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvi Desayuno J U V I D E S A Y U N O hit me on hit us hit me hit us check us out <laughs> facebook.com slash Juve articles and whatnot and things and whatnot hit me and Ren on the Instagrams and Twitter at the hard camera. Who would have thunk it? Live coverage, dopeness, dope shit. You said what? You fucked up too. Yeah, man. Like, listen, a <laughs> lot, lot of talking, a lot of talking lately. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I am because this is my last show in this city, and so when I come from next week, I'll be it'll be live from city I'm moving to. Um. Yeah, man, I'm. I, part of me is ready to leave this place. It's it, what a what a time, what a time, man. I am your guy, Juve. I'm sitting here with my tag team partner, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are the Dream Team. Until next time, we will see y'all next time. Uh, adios, amigos. Salute.